Good morning, good afternoon, good night, or whenever it may be that you're listening uh, to this podcast, the episode 10 of the Beating Around the Bush podcast. Uh, today's podcast is entitled Ra Ra and Hello Mr. Peabody, Utterly, or excuse me, Unruly Orange People and Other Stuff. Uh, this is Beating Around the Bush podcast. This is Russell Bush, and Beating Around the Bush podcast is an extension of the Beating Around the Bush column that appears weekly in the Carroll Newsletter and are simply my opinions, my observations, and use the usual ramblings of an old sports writer. So forgive me if you like my column on a weekly basis in the Carroll Newsletter, then you will love this podcast. If you don't like my column in the weekly newspaper, then you're not going to like this podcast. But anyway, we're going to move forward because the first thing on our item our first thing on our list today in this podcast, and yes, we are doing a podcast, although we didn't have a football game Friday night, because we're going to continue to do this podcast on a weekly basis and talk about whatever we want to talk about. Mainly it'll be about sports, mainly it will be about Huntington sports, but nonetheless, we're going to continue right on. So there's no reason not to do a podcast just because we didn't have a football game Friday night, but we have one coming up this Friday night, and it'll be against the Trenton Peabody golden tide but before we get into some details on that and some discussion about that game with trenton let's talk about the pep rally that's coming up thursday night and i talk about this in uh, uh this week's column in the newspaper and it's uh i don't really know whose idea uh this pep rally was uh for this thursday night i know that clint ezel the athletic director at hangton high school it's been orchestrating it, and it might have been his idea. If it is, and whoever's idea, it was it was a brilliant one. And uh, it's something that uh, I would like to see maybe continue into the future. It's something that you can't do every week under this kind of format that they're using uh, for this during the football season, but it's something you could do once a year when you have a, a big game coming up, such as this Trenton game. And, again, we're going to talk a lot about that because this could be one of the biggest games that Huntington has played in a long time uh, for a lot of different reasons. You know, last week's game against Westview was a big game, big important game, because it settled basically who finished first in the region. But this game is bigger uh, on a different scale and for different reasons. But let's get back to the pet rally. A uh, pet rally, is, uh, it actually, it starts like at 7 o'clock this Thursday night at Huntington High School in the gymnasium. But there's going to be some things going on ahead of time before that. And one of those is a ribeye sandwich uh, sale starting at 4.30, I think, that runs through uh, 6.30. At 5.30, or I think it's or what Clint told me, somewhere around 5.30, that they were going to uh, start showing the 2003 state championship game in which Huntington defeated David Lipscomb 48-14 to uh, to win their only state championship. I was there for that, standing on the sideline, uh, had a nephew playing left tackle on that football team. And uh, it was an exciting time, exciting time for Huntington folks. And they're going to show that game on a big screen somewhere or another. And uh, uh, they got one of those drop-down screens in the in the basketball or in the gymnasium that you can watch stuff on. They used to use it during basketball games to introduce the starting lineups and stuff. So there'll be a place to watch that. Uh, that'll be pretty good. But they're going to honor that 2003 state championship team also or those that are in t attendance. And, and that's a big deal because 
Uh, you know, if you're looking at trophy case, and I'll, I'll always go back and say that if uh, playoffs had been structured different in the past and that kind of stuff, we'd have more than one state championship. I honestly believe that if you went back uh, to the 50s or even maybe back a little further than that. But anyway, we only have one on the current format that they're using. We have three state runner-ups. That's pretty good, too. So we come close to having four state championships. But they're going to honor that one that we do have in 03. And by the way, 04, uh, they finished runner-up to Alcoa. So almost chance to do back-to-back state championships. But they're also going to honor uh, that night, or recognize, I should say, uh, any past former Mustangs. You know, and, and some of us consider ourselves former Mustangs. Although, you know, I played my senior year was 1973. I didn't see much time on a football field. Uh, for a lot of different reasons, a lot of it was my size, but there's kids playing now that are no bigger than I was at that time. But still, uh, probably baseball, basketball were uh, my better sports. But anyway, uh, you know, they're going to recognize all those people regardless of the playing time you got. You're a former Mustang. That's the way I look at it because I've always told some of my former classmates that did get to play on Friday night, they wouldn't have been ready to play on Friday night if they had, if it had not been for people like me. I was always on the scout team, uh, for example, and I've told this story before. may have told it on an earlier podcast, but I'll tell it again. We were playing Camden my senior year and ended up losing that game 28-24 to 24 to Camden. Uh, there was a kid from Camden that went on to the University of Tennessee that played safety at the University of Tennessee. His name was Thomas Rousey. Thomas Rousey was six foot four, about 220 pounds at the time and could run like a deer. Uh, actually, he scored four touchdowns that night against us in that loss to Camden at Huntington, by the way. And all four of those touchdown runs were of 60-something-plus yards. So he could run, and, and he had the size to do it. Well, that week during practice, guess who Thomas Rousey was? Me. You know, at the time, I was five foot seven, weighed 132 pounds. So uh, that that was <laughs> that was a different time for a different uh, – uh, situation and uh you know i i can really get them ready if you want to think about it being five foot seven 132 pounds and thomas rousey six foot four 220 pounds but anyway that's what my role was my senior year and you know i don't really regret it i'd do it all over again there would be some things different that i would do probably to get on the field a little bit been more aggressive been less timid that kind of stuff but anyway that's part of the past. But anyway, that pep rally is Thursday and they're going to recognize all those foremost things. So it ought to be a great evening. I invite you to come out and enjoy it because, uh, and I think this is a great idea, uh, simply because of the opponent that you have facing you on Friday night. And that is Trenton Peabody Golden Tide. They're coming into this football game Friday night on a 44. Yes, I said that. 44-game winning streak. They have not lost, as I pick up my notes here and take a take a peek at those, they have not lost since, let me go back and find it, right here, 2018 on September the 28th to Gibson County, 14-10. They went on that year to win the state championship in Class 2A. That was their only loss in 2018. About two-thirds of the way through that season, uh, they they rebounded and won, and they have not lost since 
And because of that, they have now won three consecutive uh, Class 2A state championships. Now, they've moved down this year to Class 1A. So that won't affect us uh, as we have moved up to Class 2A. But this is a big football game because this is a measuring stick, if you want to put it that way, as to where our football program uh, is. And, well, I, I don't need a measuring stick because I know where our football program is. It's among the best in West Tennessee and in the state of Tennessee. And you can look at historical records uh, to prove that. But when you look at the present, where you are now, you know, this is a game uh, that could carry you forward into something very special uh, before this football season's over. And I say that because if you go into this football game and you win this football game against a team that hadn't lost in, in three years, think about what that can do for your psyche. Think about what that can do for your football team. Think about what that can do for your future teams, the future players uh, coming up through the ranks. They know now that they can beat anybody. And, and I think they can anyway, except for maybe, you know, Maribel or somebody like that. But anyway, that's a different story. We won't ever have to have that argument. But Huntington is one of the better football programs in the state of Tennessee. But Trenton, the last three years, has established their self as the king of the hill, so to speak. They're at the top of the mountain, 44 games in a row. Think about that. That's never happened at Huntington, as good as Huntington a football program is. You know, we had undefeated seasons that we, there was two. Uh, if you go back in the last 25, 30 years or whatever, uh, but 1975, my younger brother's senior year, they went undefeated. Or excuse me, 1976. No, 75, I had it right. They went undefeated in 76 also. But in 75, uh, they had an undefeated season, lost first round of Bishop Byrne. They did not have a regular season undefeated, and I was wrong about uh, 1976, but they lost one game uh, during the regular season. But 1975, they went undefeated 10-0 and during the regular season. Did not have another one until 2012. Think about that. And Trenton has done that three consecutive years. Uh, and Hayden actually did that three consecutive years here the last uh, prior to uh, last year, uh, the Hunter Inslee years, if you want to call it that. But each one of those years ended in a loss in the playoffs, although you went undefeated in the regular season. But what I'm trying to say, you look at that 44-game winning streak of Trenton's, that's that's pretty amazing. That's all. That, that, that's kind of mind-boggling to think about because to win 44 games in a row, you have to win some state championships, and they have three in a row. So with, with that being said, you know, this pep rally, uh, that's why I think this pep rally is a good idea because you're going to get a football team coming in that has quality players like Malik, Ganaway, remember that name. You'll hear it a lot Friday night over the PA. Sam Driggers, their quarterback. They they have a super football team. They may not be as good this year as they've been the last two years, but again, they still have not lost a football game. But as they're coming in, this pep rally, these kids sitting in the stands uh, Thursday night, this football team that's going to play against them because – you know, this pep rally is going to be good for me. It's going to be good for a lot of these former 
Mustangs, but none of us are going to be playing Friday night. So with that being said, those kids sitting there that are going to play, just hope if you're there, look around and look in their eyes and see what this pep rally does uh, to inspire them Friday night. This could very well, this pep rally could very well be uh, uh, one of the main outstanding reasons that the Mustangs could pull off an upset. Hey, Trenton's going to lose sooner or later. You're not going to win every, every, every game uh, from now till the end of time. Sooner or later, they'll lose. Everybody does sooner or later. So why can't it be this Friday night? Why cannot uh, the Mustangs shock the world? And if they do that, my opinion, look out opponents for the rest of the season. Because on paper, this Trenton game does not mean anything except for a little pride because it's a non-region game. It has two teams in two different classifications because the biggest game Hayden will have this season, in my opinion, uh, will become it will come next Friday night against Union City because the winner of that game finishes second in the region and hosts a first-round playoff game. So that game is more important than the Trenton game. But from a psychological point of view, or however you want to put it, uh, this game Friday night is a big one. So make it out to the pep rally. Tell Glenn if you see him, hey, great job uh, organizing this. And, and, and have a little fun Thursday night and have a lot of fun Friday night. So uh, uh, that's going to be a big game coming up. i just give you some information uh, about uh, Trenton. We have played them 28 times going into Friday night. We have won 22 of those uh, 28 games. But the last game we played them in was 2012, and I remember this game very well. So I'm my first year doing radio at the time, I think, or I doing play-by-play at the time, is Hayden lost that game uh, 49-27 to at Trenton. Excuse me, that was 2014. And then the Mustangs, that was their first loss. They had won 12 previous games before that against Trenton over a span of from 1985 to 2014 when they lost in that first-round playoff. So the Mustangs have kind of owned Trenton a little bit and have got the upper hand in 28 games, winning 22 of those. Uh, two games that I remember uh, from the past with them, my senior year. Uh, we went 5-5 five and five my senior year, but we lost a lot of close games that year. And, you know, I mentioned the Camden game. We lost 28-24. We actually won over Trenton that year, 16-14, to 14, and uh, that was one of our five wins. But there was a game in 1975. We were talking about 75 a while ago. Uh, Mustangs went on to lose to Bishop Byrne, first round of state playoffs that year. And But the Mustangs played Trenton at Trenton. It was about midway through the season, about week five, week six, uh, something like that. I looked it up earlier. Uh, but Trenton at the time was ranked number two in the state. Hayden was ranked number three in the state. Hayden finished the regular season a year ranked number one in the state. But at the time, you had two versus three. Uh, Hayden trailed in that football game, uh, getting down close to the end of it. They were behind, I think it was like 13 to 12. I don't really remember exactly. But Todd Hall, I don't know if a lot of you remember Todd Hall. Hayden's not kicked a lot of field goals uh, over uh, the course of the history of Huntington football, but that night they did. Todd Hall kicked a field goal. 
uh, put Huntington up like 15 to 13 at the time. They went on to score one more touchdown late, one twenty-two to 13, and a game that uh, was one of the best around the state of Tennessee at the time. So just a little history uh, on that. And uh, so, again, Friday night ought to be special. It ought to be fun, and I hope you're there to enjoy it. And uh, I encourage you all to come out and support the Mustangs Thursday night and especially Friday night. So let's transition into our, our second segment. And that first segment was rah-rah. That was for the pet rally. And hello, Mr. Peabody, Trenton Peabody. So this next segment is unruly orange people. Well, that's relating to the Tennessee game uh, this past Saturday night. And this podcast is taking place on a Monday morning here in my office uh, on, let's see, October the 18th. So with that being said, there you go. But that football game, and I, and I sit there and watched every bit of it. And I've got some thoughts on it. First of all, you looked on social media uh, Saturday night, uh, especially Sunday. And even this morning, I I saw a lot of stuff. And people are really down on the Tennessee fans. Well, let me say this first. Uh, Well, let me set up what what actually I'm going to talk about for a second. And if you'll remember, it was uh, Tennessee had a fourth and 24. uh, Just a couple of minutes left in the football game. And they threw a pass that Jacob Warren tied in, caught, and he was ruled like just a half a yard, maybe even less than that, short of the first down. Uh, people could argue it was a bad spot. Some people tell you it was right on. I, you know, I don't know. I wasn't on the field, you know, and, you know, the optimist in me uh, says that, hey, he made the first down. If, if he gets a good spot there or if he gets the spot that Tennessee fans wanted, Tennessee wins that football game. But you know he didn't. Uh, the referees ruled against it. They reviewed it. and uh, But like I said, Tennessee gets that first down right there. They've got Ole Miss on their heels, trailing 21 or 31-26 at the time. They win the football game. I don't think there's any my, doubt in my mind that they don't win the football game. Well, uh, the spot didn't turn out that way. And the UT fans started throwing objects on the field. Okay. Well, let's go back a little bit because early in the football game, uh, when Matt Corral got tackled and stripped of the ball and Tyler Barron ran all the way for a touchdown after scooping up the fumble, and that's a call. The referees eventually ruled that his forward progress had been stopped, and Tennessee got the ball back, but they got robbed of six points. And, and that was a bad call. I really believe that was a bad call because there was a couple times later on, and Matt Corral, don't get me wrong, is a heck of a quarterback. Tennessee let him run for 200 yards, and they just could not stop him, and he was the difference in the football game. Uh, they got to do a better job of stuff like that moving forward. But if you get them those points, if you don't fumble the opening punt of the game, who knows what it might have happened anyway. But that kind of led up to when the spot, was made or the the incorrect spot by the ball fans opinion that didn't give Tennessee the first down and they were still upset from earlier in the game and they started throwing objects on the field now let me say this there's been a lot of criticism of UT fans but this has happened all my life everywhere I've been I've been a victim of it myself I've been involved in stuff like this and nobody uh, there was 102,000 people 
in a stand. First sellout in years at UT. There was not 102,000 fans throwing stuff onto the field. That was not happening. It was only maybe 100. Uh, could have been 200. But when it's 200 out of 102,000, then that's not the majority of Tennessee fans. That doesn't represent every Tennessee fan that's out there. So uh, you can be critical of Tennessee fans, but that's not representative or what happened is not representative of a true fan. Yes, Tennessee fans are passionate. I'm passionate Tennessee fan. I'm a passionate Mustang fan, but that's okay. I don't throw things on the field. And uh, probably 100,000 of those people we're not throwing things on the field. So don't criticize us all because of a select few. Now, if there have been 60,000 people throwing stuff on the field, then yeah, that's an unruly fan base. But there was not. There was only a couple of hundred. And who brings a mustard bottle and a golf ball to a football game? But anyway, we'll move right on a little bit more about that. But... uh. It, Going back, you know, there was those two bad calls. And one of them, bad call. The other one, questionable. You know, that led to the loss. But, you know, Tennessee, uh, and I said this last week, they're headed, and I said this two weeks ago, they're headed in the right direction. They are headed for good and better times ahead because of Josh Hopper. That team was massively uh, – under undermanned, if you want to use that term. Tennessee does not have enough depth right now, and they went toe-to-toe with the number 13-ranked team in the country and should have won the football game, in my opinion. But, you know, they had a couple offensive linemen out. Cade Mays got hurt. He went out. Best running back was out. Hendon Hooker played a heck of a game. Tennessee's defense let me down a little bit because it let Matt Corral escape the pocket too many times on third down. And that all led to the loss. But I did learn something. Hendon Hooker needs to be the quarterback moving forward. But now he got injured late in that game, so we don't know the extent of that. And I guess we'll find out this uh, Saturday against Alabama. Oh, my goodness. But anyway, uh, Joe Milton came in, and he proved – in that last drive, he does not need to be playing quarterback at the University of Tennessee. He made a throw for a first down. Now, Tennessee had the chance. They they had three timeouts left after the bad spot. They got the ball back, and that's when Hooker got hurt. And then Milton came in, threw about a 10, 12-yard pass for a first down. And then with 23 yards to go, well, actually, he threw – uh, one pass, and it may have been Hooker that threw that. Yes, he threw a uh, Hooker through the pass that went through a uh, receiver's hand. I believe it was Tillman, but his pass was kind of high. It been a hard catch, but if he catches it, win the game. But then Milton comes in, throws for the first down, but with 23 yards to go and three seconds left in the football game, he gets scrambling around looking for somebody that gets open. And here's why I don't think he needs to play quarterback. He took off running. Well, if you're going to take off running, you need to keep running until you're tackled. Well, he steps out of bounds. Well, he steps out of bounds at about the 10-yard line, and guess what? The clock's ticked to zero. Not a good decision. You either throw the ball in the end zone and hope for the best, or you keep running and hope that somebody misses the tackle. But you don't step out of bounds. 
Not in that situation. But anyway, Tennessee is headed in the right direction. They lost to the number 13 ranked team in the country. They go to four and three. They've got Alabama coming up this Saturday. Uh, so that's probably going to get ugly, but it might not because they play hard. Tennessee plays hard. They just don't have enough depth. But anyway, and I want to just finish, finish with this other stuff uh, that I've got on my list because uh, there's been a lot of things going on in Huntington High School. One of my busiest years because they've added soccer and volleyball. And I hadn't been into all of those because it can't be but one place at a time. Uh, but I know I went out Tuesday night. A soccer team was playing in the first round of the district tournament, and they defeated Milan 2-1 to one in the district tournament and went on. Uh, and it was in two overtimes or two, not overtime. They don't call it overtime in soccer. They call it extra time, and they put 10 minutes on the clock. And still it was 1-1 after that first 10 minutes. And then they put another 10 minutes on the clock, and the team switched sides, and they do that so that weather and all this kind of stuff uh, doesn't give one team an advantage. And then Huntington scores in the second extra time and wins 2-1. to one. But then they go to Madison on Thursday and play for a region championship, lost 9 to nothing. region. Uh, Madison's real, real good. But they'll play Adamsville Tuesday night this week. So if you're listening to this podcast Wednesday, it's done been played, and you'll have to find out somewhere else who wins. But uh, quickly, there was some uh, awards that the uh, Phillies won. Freshman uh, goalkeeper Olivia Noonan was the district defensive player of the year. Junior forward Kylie Carter made all district. Senior defender Brett Hampton made all district. Freshman midfielder Julie Harris was all district. And then freshman forward Kaylee Lord was the Offensive Player of the Year for the district. So uh, only one senior among all of those awards. There were three freshmen uh, that won awards and one junior. So uh, first year of soccer uh, under Lindsey Barnett as the coach, uh, pretty good year when you think about it. So that was great for the, the Philly soccer program. And uh, we'll see how they do Tuesday night in the region. And again, check your news sources or whatever, and Facebook's probably a pretty good source for that. All right, quickly finishing, because Huntington Middle School basketball has already started. I'll be tonight going to Jackson Christian School uh, for their first regular season game. They played in the Gleason Jamboree this past Saturday. The Phillies won over Greenfield 42-40, to and that's probably pretty good because Greenfield has been one of the better girls' basketball programs on high school level anyway uh, in the area for several years. And uh, Phillies won 42-40. to 40. Be excited to see how well that team uh, looks tonight under Coach Monica Ezel. And uh, Macon Bullock is now the new head coach. Uh, Macon, a former Mustang basketball player himself at Huntington, is the new head coach of the middle school uh, Mustangs. And they won their game in that Gleason uh, Jamboree, 35-14 over Milan. I didn't have any – Details from the girls' game. Uh, Macon actually sent me an email with stats from the boys' game. But Brooks Bennett had eight points. Owen Kreisinger, seven. Caleb Ezel was six to lead uh, the Mustangs in that game. So uh, that's uh, catching you up on uh, everything that's going on as far as I've got to talk about. And, and you know, I could do this for um, hours on a time. And I, that one time I didn't ran an AM radio station for about five months and I'd sit there and talk for two hours uh, to 
seemingly nobody, as it seems I'm doing now. But the podcast is is picking up. Uh, a lot of new listeners are coming in, and uh, we're we're doing real well on all the the podcast. And people are going back and listen to some of the older ones, and uh, as the new ones. And I hope you continue to do that. Tell your friends about it. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people don't like me. I understand that, but there's some people that do. And, but I'm just an average guy talking about average sports and, and there's nobody loves Hayden. I'll be honest with you. There some people will tell you that, but I, there's nobody really loves Hayden no more than I do. Uh, it's part of who I am. And, and I want to continue to do this because I enjoy it. And I hope you do too. So if you do tell your friends about it, but that's going to do it for us this week. And we'll be back here uh, next week on a Monday to uh, record this broadcast or this podcast. And we'll talk about the win over Trenton and, Uh, Tennessee Volunteers upset win over Alabama.